And you tuned to Tigerberg on 104 FM. It's Wednesday evening, the best place to be. And thank you that you're making us your choice. In a bit, we'll be speaking to Professor Pamela Naidu, and she is the CEO of the Heart and Stroke Foundation of South Africa. And here, Tigerberg 104 FM, we support the Heart and Stroke Foundation in all their great endeavors. And we also support the World Health Organization addressing the seriousness of depression, because that's our topic for tonight, where we'll be taking a deeper look at the links and the effects of depression on heart disease. And our specialist in this tonight is Professor Pamela Naidu. Prof, good evening and welcome. Thank you so much. And thank you so thank much you for, for having me. Prof, how common is depression and who is affected by the condition? Yes, so I think it's a very, in sort of health terms, you would say the prevalence of depression is pretty high. So in other words, at any one time, Around the world or in South Africa, you've got at least on average 9 to 10% of the world's population is depressed. And this includes young people include, and young children as well who are known to be depressed, right up to people who are older. I think what we must also understand is that many of us use the term depression as mm-hmm. if it is a diagnosed condition. But what we actually mean is that it's a depressive mood. So I think that if somebody is depressed or has has the symptoms of depression over a period of time, particularly over one week or 10 days, it is a, then the symptoms need to be attended to because that particular person might in fact meet the diagnosis for depression, which requires medical attention. Yeah, and I think, Prof, this question would also that there would be many out there that would maybe want to know. So how can someone identify whether they are or whether a family member, a friend or a colleague is depressed? Yes, that's a very good question. Let's just start with the individual concerned. Oftentimes, because the world doesn't sort of allow the expression of sadness and unhappiness, people tend to mask what they are feeling. So they won't really express their true feelings. But, you know, one will recognize it for oneself. I think initially you think it's a little bit of sadness, it will go away. And then after a few days or after a week or two, you'll start to see that actually you're not functioning as you normally do uh, from a social and a, like a work perspective. So we normally sort of technically say if you have social and occupational impairment, so you're not functioning as you normally do, it is a cause for concern. And the common symptoms are usually feelings of sadness over a long period of time, inability to sleep well, appetite disturbance. So in other words, you tend to eat less than you would normally. Some people have the opposite reaction where they would overeat because remember anxiety often accompanies depression, crying, a lack of energy, inability to make proper judgments about things. You feel a little bit crippled because you think, oh, normally, you know, I'd be able to assess the situation quite easily. Like, you know, whether you want to do X, number of things for your child, for example, which you would normally go about doing quite easily. But then there will come a point where you feel it's really, really burdensome and you can't go through with it. So those would be the common symptoms that, that people feel. I think it's important to also understand that there's a gender perspective as well. So if you broadly take men and women or males and females, men tend to 
react a little bit more aggressively when they're depressed, and then, you know, which is a bit uncharacteristic maybe of an individual. But that's their way of expressing the depression without knowing that they're depressed. Women tend to be a bit more withdrawn. And then, of course, the other telltale sign is if people are drinking more alcohol, for example, or taking illicit drugs and engaging in risk-taking behavior. So it's a wide spectrum of things that tell us that we're not, you know, what we're functioning as we normally do, or our friend or our colleague or a family member. And if you've just tuned in, I'm speaking to Professor Pamela Naidu, and she is the CEO for the Heart and Stroke Foundation, South Africa. Professor Naidu, you've just mentioned that appetite disturbance, overeating and crying and maybe lack of energy and also taking risky behavior, all of that could also be a sign of depression. So does this eventually affect our overall health? Most certainly, because what happens is that you see depression is like it's a chicken and the egg because we have to ask ourselves, well, you know, are we depressed because of a particular event or a stressor in our lives? And depression can arise from many things. It could be sometimes something you're not even consciously aware of, but most times people are able to make the association. So if, for example, you've been diagnosed with cardiovascular disease or heart disease or stroke or cancer or if you've been told you're HIV positive or have other physical or medical conditions, it might lead you to having feeling depressed and low. On the other hand, Depression can be as a result of, you know, long-standing stresses. So not so much physical health that leads you to be depressed, but long-standing stress in your life that leads you to be depressed. So the mental and physical sort of aspects of oneself work in a very interrelated fashion. It's not one or the other. And so when you're depressed over long periods of time, you tend to develop the chances of you or the risk of you developing a condition, whether it be a physical condition or a sort of a psychiatric condition, it increases. So yes, at the end of the day, if you allow the depression to you know, fester over a long period of time, you will eventually have overall a lower sense of well-being. And that could be overall health, of course, physical and mental. And and then I also think, you know, the other question that we have for you is whether there's a link between depression and coronary heart disease, Professor Naidu? Most certainly. There's more and more research that's been done in this area. There has been research done over a long period of time. But the current thinking is that if you're depressed over time and you experience stresses as well, so life events that makes you more depressed, whether it's divorce or loss of a loved one and so on, or continuous work pressure, that is also very, very common in this day and age, the body tends to then take on this cumulative stress reaction, including the low mood and the sadness. Mm. And because then you, it leads you to, for the body to undergo this kind of stress and pressure, physical pressure, it could end up with you having a heart attack, increasing your blood pressure, which makes you vulnerable to having a stroke and a cardiac event. So most certainly there's the link between depression and cardiovascular disease. 
What are some of the key steps that can be taken to manage depression, Professor Naidu? Yes, I'm going to first give you resources. Great. So the Heart and Stroke Foundation would be one resource. And then all other organizations like SEDAG, which is the South African Depression and Anxiety Group, is another resource. However, there are ways in which you can, so besides the professional health services which you can get, I think that there are other key things. Maintain an active lifestyle as far as possible. Even if you're feeling sad, make a conscious effort to eat well. Even if you're eating a little bit of food or less than normal, eat nutritious food. So in other words, have a balanced diet so you don't end up you know, with undernutrition. Don't withdraw from the people who care about you. Make certain that you maintain that level of sociability with the people that you trust and that care about you. Once you have the professional opinion, it is then you're able to manage to some degree, you can manage this low energy and this low feeling of, in the, the low self-esteem and the sadness, you can manage it on your own. Mm. But I think depression is a very serious condition because people can end up taking their lives feeling that sad. So professional assistance is a critical step in managing depression. Prof, will talking about depression help with the stigma associated with mental health conditions? Yes, most certainly so. I think that, you know, times have changed and people are talking a little bit more than they used to in the past about the way they feel and around their anxiety and depression. But certainly talking about it, you know, makes it, normalizes it in a sense. Not that it makes it a normal condition, but it, it makes other people who have the symptoms feel like they're not the only ones who experience it such feelings of low mood. And so definitely it does help to destigmatize mental health conditions, but in particular depression. Because in the fast-paced world, we not, you know, oftentimes we don't even allow ourselves to express our sadness. And Professor Naidu, uh, speaking about managing depression, are there specialist health professionals that can treat and help a person manage their depression? Yes, most certainly so. There are very specialized professional health professionals in particular who can help. So if you're having a low mood and you have this bit of sadness and you feel that, you know, on a day-to-day basis over, particularly if it persists over a two-week period, you should get professional help. So you start by talking to your general practitioner who will possibly uh, either refer you to a psychologist for therapy, psychotherapy, and if it is a a more severe form of depression where you're having other symptoms related to the severity of the depression, not just the mood, but you have appetite change, sleep disturbances, your perceptions are not within the range of normal, then more than likely that your GP will refer you to a psychiatrist who is a medical doctor that specializes in uh, mental health conditions, but also who are experts in prescribing the right and the correct psychotherapeutic drugs for you. Professor Naidu, are there other organizations that people can contact for more information? 
Yes, most certainly so. I think that the immediate organization that comes to mind who has a really countrywide reach is the South African Anxiety and Depression Group. And then it's also very helpful to contact the professional bodies like the Psychological Society of South Africa, as well as the Psychiatrist Association of South Africa. And there they would be able to recommend exactly the doctor that you would require. In the public health sector, I guess that it's best to go to your primary health care clinic or a local hospital who can then make that referral within the hospital or healthcare setting. Mm. So they certainly help, you know, and people should not shy away from asking for that assistance. And uh, thank you, Professor. Tonight you've been uh, answering so many questions on how common is depression, what is depression. Also, uh, some of the questions we post to you tonight is how can someone identify whether they are or whether a family member or a friend or a colleague is depressed. You've answered the question on how does depression affect your overall health, the link between depression, stress and coronary heart disease. What would be your take-home message to us tonight? Well, the take-home message would be is to really not just focus on yourself as an individual. I think it's important to be aware of how you think and feel about things and about life in general, but to also um, be aware of those uh, around you, so family, friends, colleagues, because a severe form of depression um, can lead to suicidal thoughts and very often People do act on those suicidal thoughts and, you know, are successful at the act of committing suicide. So the take-home message is to not treat it lightly. Do talk about it and do take the care to look around you as well and to also realize that depression is, you know, it affects Mm. all age groups and men and women equally. So, you know, care about yourself, but also care about those around you. And also to our listeners, I've been speaking to Professor Pamela Naidu and she's the CEO of the Heart and Stroke Foundation South Africa and they support the World Health Organization and we support them in addressing the seriousness of depression and tonight we've just been taking a deeper look at the links and effects of depression on heart health. If you've by any chance missed tonight's interview, it is available on podcast. You can access it on your cell phone, on your smartphone, but also on on your PC, on your cell phone, it would be app.tigerberg104fm.co.za. And on your PC, it would be www.tigerberg104fm.co.za. And you find the podcast link and the entire menu will be there and you will be finding this interview there as well. Professor Naidu, thank you so much. And this has really been an in-depth discussion and we feel absolutely empowered and understand the topic and the realities of it so much better. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Take care. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye.